0: Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie talking some Illinois football today on 101 ESPN. And to do so, we go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Werner. He's the publisher of Aline Inquirer. You can follow him on Twitter at J Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R two four seven. Jeremy, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today?
1: Uh, doing well, middle of training camp, trying to figure everything out, but uh, just about two weeks away from the opener, so exciting times, man.
0: It is so, Jeremy. We were talking the other day, and I've been sleeping on Illinois football going into this season. I'm <laughs> not going to lie to you, and I was I was reading over on the Athletic. They had their tiers in the Big Ten, and they had as a tier two team going into the season, Illinois football behind the top three, the big boys in the conference, with Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Uh, Illinois was right there. Do you think that's a fair assessment of where this program should be rated going into 2023?
1: Well, considering last year, they, they were there, right? Like they were a top half team. They really should have won the big 10 West, but uh, they started the season seven and one and they were kind of the breakthrough team and had everything kind of sitting in front of them of getting to the Big Ten championship game and having this real special season. But they faded down the stretch. They lost to Michigan State, who was a talented team, but really a reeling team at the time. Purdue comes in, and Illinois still, if they would have won that game, they would have gone to the Big Ten championship game. And they lost to a Purdue team that uh, hadn't played all that well up to that point. Uh, But then they went to Michigan, took Michigan down to the wire, just weren't able to close it out. Uh, So they lost four of their last five games that kind of kept them from really having a special season. And, of course, they lose a lot of guys in the NFL. Chase Brown, their All-American running back, and three defensive backs that won the top 70 of the uh, NFL draft. But at the same time, they return a lot. They are really strong in the trenches. Julian Pearl, Isaiah Adams are guys that consider going to the NFL and likely would have been drafted late. Um, they decided to come back more importantly, Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph, two guys could have been drafted. Johnny Newton could have been probably a third rounder at the worst last year. He decides to come back and is now a projected first rounder. So the big 10 West gives them an avenue to, to be that good in, in the big 10 because they Penn States, Ohio state, Michigan, they're at a different level. If you get to that next year, Illinois is capable uh, of getting to that level, I think, of being a tier two team. But they do have question marks. They got question marks at quarterback where they're breaking in a new starter, likely Luke Altmyer, and then they got to replace four or five starters in the secondary, and then everybody else has to up their game uh, to another level. But I do think when we talk about the Big Ten West, Iowa for me would be the favorite, but after that, Wisconsin, they're talented, but that's a lot of newness there. They're trying to do uh, something they haven't done before, which is throw the ball a lot up in madison wisconsin and then minnesota has to replace a lot um so i I think illinois is one of the higher floors in the big 10 west but they still got some big question marks they got to answer
0: so jeremy that biggest question mark has to be the replacement of chase brown and the production that he provided last year how and can they do that
1: well, I, it's probably not my biggest question because what does Brett Briuma do? He runs the football incredibly well. He, when, when he lost you know, John Clay or Monte Ball or James White, all these guys, he always had somebody else that could replace him. And I do think their offensive line, which returns three returning all Big Ten players, I still think that's going to be a real strength for this team. So I do think they're going to be physical. Uh, St. Louis native, Reggie Love, um, is, is going to be one of the top options there. He's really kind of waited his term, been patient. He's had some injury issues in the past, but had a really strong end of the year. Um, had 80-plus yards against Northwestern, started the bowl game. Just a really reliable back that is healthy, is just kind of good at everything. I don't think he'd have like an elite trait, but I do think it's his time. And then Josh McRae, who as a freshman showed capabilities of being a bell cow back. And that nine-overtime win against Penn State two years ago, guys, he ran for 140-plus yards. Uh, he ran for 140 plus yards against Purdue. So bigger back, uh, but does have some dynamic ability. But he he lost last year, basically all due to injury. Uh, but he's back this year, and he and Reggie Love are going to be those top two backs. But I think the running game will remain strong, guys. Um, and, and it could, you know, Chase Brown's a phenomenal player. They do not have a Chase Brown in this running back room right now, but they had to they had to put so much of the workload on him last year. Uh, he had 328 carries and led Power Five schools. And to be honest with you, I think that hurt him at times late in games. I think it hurt him late in drives where he was just gassed. They didn't have really any other options, but now you have Love, McCray. They they feel good about their their backups there. Caden Fagan, a four-star freshman they're excited about. Aiden Lawfree, Jordan Anderson, uh, but also Luke Altmaier, who's likely to be the starting quarterback. He can run, too. So I think the run game can be as productive, potentially more productive, uh just because they have more options they're deeper at, at their options but they don't have another chase brown in the ways that's for sure
0: all right jeremy you mentioned him the big question for mizzou is the quarterback position and it's the big question at illinois as well now i don't want to make this out to be that they're trying to replace some all big 10 quarterback tommy devito was serviceable last year he was accurate he got the job done Luke Altmaier has not had a ton of experience at power five level, but was a legitimately big time recruit coming out of high school. I was excited about the potential of Mizzou being able to go out and get in this offseason. Instead, he ends up at Illinois. What have been some of the reports that you're hearing on him? How excited do you think Illinois fans should be about what he can bring to the position?
1: Yeah, Brett Beal has been saying for the last eight months that this is a battle for the starting quarterback job. I would be shocked if it is not Luke Altmyer, his uh, former four-star prospect, took Jackson Dart into the season uh, in that starting battle, and then Luke got hurt in his first game and. Uh, Jackson Dart took over and had a really good season for Ole Miss. Um, But Luke Altmaier is the most talented option they have. John Paddock, a Ball State transfer, good, experienced option as a backup. I think he's a really good addition, especially considering he's a preferred walk on for Illinois. Um, But Luke Altmaier, the talent is all there. The tools are all there. Uh, You mentioned Tommy DeVio, very competent starting quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh, Was a top-half Big Ten quarterback. Illinois hasn't had that in a long time. So he was a huge Improvement, But where Illinois struggled was in the red zone and with explosive plays. Tommy and, and the receivers, really, they, they just were not good deep ball threats. Uh, but Tommy is in a training camp right now. It's been a long time since Illinois has had somebody in an NFL training camp deep into August at this quarterback position. But Luke, uh, I expect growing pains, right, just because he doesn't have the reps. Tommy DeVito came here as a basically three- or four-year starter at Syracuse. Uh, Luke Altmeyer has started one game. Um, He played in the sugar bowl two years ago after Matt Corral got hurt. Uh, He came in as a true freshman and, and to be honest with you, he competed, but he's, he's got a really good arm. I wouldn't say it's the, you know, the cannon of an arm, but he can make all the throws. But the biggest thing he does, he's got unbelievable touch on his deep ball. He can really drop it in anywhere, Um, I think he's going to hit more home runs than Tommy DeVito. The question is, can he hit the singles and doubles as consistently as Tommy DeVito, who is unbelievably accurate, great decision maker, and avoided turnovers. I think Luke Altmaier is going to have more turnovers, probably more mistakes, especially early on but I do think he's going to hit more home runs and kind of open up the deep passing game. And he adds a running element. He's a really good athlete. So I think they're going to run him a little bit more, or at least have the option to make plays with his feet. I think he's got a higher ceiling, but does it all balance out guys? Cause Tommy was so consistent, such a good decision maker. It really um, complemented that defense, that run game. Luke just can't make the big mistake. So do all those home runs add up to as is, is, is much of a produ- productive guy, but he's definitely got a high ceiling. The key for him is going to be avoiding mistakes and staying healthy.
0: Jeremy, going on the defensive side, because you mentioned Brett Bielma does one thing and he likes to run the ball. Well, it's also, you know, that that's a tough team to play against on the defensive side, but they got a lot of guys that they're replacing on the defensive side. Do they have the right pieces? And is the expectation to have that same tough team to play against? And no Ryan Walters, big loss there. Yeah, yeah. No, the questions are all in the secondary, guys,
1: because the front five, it's as good as, I want to say, almost anybody in the Big Ten. Obviously, Michigan's really good. Ohio State has a ton of talent. But Johnny Newton is the number one projected defensive lineman in the 2024 draft. Keith Randolph is expected to be an NFL draft pick. Seth Coleman has a chance to be an NFL prospect, an outside linebacker for them. Gabe Atkins. Uh, was added to the freaks list by Bruce Feldman of the Athletic mm-hmm. the other day. He is a soft. He's a freshman All American last year. He can take his game to another level. That defensive front, I think, can play for a Michigan, can play for an Iowa, can play for you know a Penn State. Penn State's got a pretty good defensive front too. But uh, that's the caliber of defensive front I think Illinois has. But they're probably going to need it because they have to replace Devin Witherspoon, the number five pick in the draft. They have to replace Sidney Brown who's a third-rounder of the Eagles. They have to replace Quan Martin, who's a second-rounder of the Washington Commanders. Uh, so they have a ton to replace in the secondary and four starters to replace. And, and one of their top guys, Matthew Bailey, has been sidelined with a foot injury, and I, I don't think he's going to play in the opener. Maybe he could be out for a couple games. So they've had a lot of transfers. they got some young talent there. But I do think their best friend of a young secondary that could be um, a little bit of a problem is a phenomenal front uh, defensive front. And Illinois certainly has that. They also have Tariq Barnes, a linebacker attorney. So I think the defense will be good, guys. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be quite the elite level uh, as a passing defense as it was last year just because they have so much talent and experience to replace. And that's why offensively you need them to take a step forward, score some more points, give you a little bit more – margin for error but you also need the pass rush which was good last year but not great you need them to take a, another step and and get more pressure and more sacks on the quarterback they were they should be great against the run they should be great uh rushing the passer but they need to take another step with a young secondary
0: jeremy we'll get you out of here on this talking to jeremy werner line i inquirer is where you can find his work here on 101 espn Just really quickly what is your prediction for their record this season because as i look up and down this schedule Man, it, it almost feels like there's just one, like, almost for sure loss, and that's Penn State. And we've seen Illinois play Penn State well in the past as well. Where, where do you fall on this? What do you think they're going to do this season?
1: Yeah, you, it's a great thing that they, you know, if you're looking to make a Big Ten championship game, you don't got to go through Ohio State or right. Michigan, right? Penn State comes to your place. Listen, I think that's going to be a tough game. I think Penn State's a top 10 team in the country. But then you have the rest of the Big Ten West. But you also have a non-conference guys that outside of Ford Atlantic, I, there's not a given win. Like Toledo is the MAC champion. Illinois needs to beat the MAC champion, but that's not easy in the first week of the season, right? Kansas, you're going to Kansas. Mm-hmm. There's a hell of a lot better program with Lance Leipold now there. That's a Friday night game uh, with a good quarterback in Jalen Daniels. So um, and then uh, you got a bunch of toss-up games in the Big Ten that are, are going to be close games, and that's the key. Uh, in the Big Ten, it's close games. I think Illinois should should crown Northwestern this year with what's going on there. I think Indiana at home is, is a very winnable game. But this this team could go anywhere from six to, to nine wins, in my opinion. Uh, Ten is possible if everything goes right and everybody stays healthy. And Luke Altmyers uh, as good as they think he can be. But I, I think they're somewhere in that range. I'm probably deciding between seven and five. Because I do think they'll probably have some growing pains early in the year with a new quarterback and a new secondary, so they could drop one of those non-conference games. But I expect them to be in the Big Ten West race, guys. I think if they had a seven- or eight-win season, that'd be so huge for this program that just has not been able to put together winning seasons back-to-back in almost 25, 30 years. Um, So if they could finish above 500 in the Big Ten for a second straight year, um, that'd be the first time in more than two decades, guys, that they could do that. So I think they've been wanting sustained success, Brett Bean was a part of that. This team thinks it has a chance to get to the Big Ten Championship game through the Big Ten West, the last year of it. Um, It remains to be seen, I still think, they have questions. Iowa's a good team. Wisconsin's a good team. But I do think come mid-November, this team should be in the mix uh, or at least have a chance uh, to be at the top of the Big
0: Ten West. Brett Bielema, not your coach if you want to go 10-2 and two every year, but probably your coach if you're pretty comfortable with going 8-4 and four every year. And there's nothing wrong with going 8-4 and four every year. Hey, Jeremy, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Got a better glimpse into what Illinois football could be this year. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon if Illinois gets off to a hot start. Bye.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Eight and four every year. We'll probably get you a statue in 10 years at Illinois.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, that's how it is at Mizzou as well. We appreciate the time, (laughs) Jeremy. Take it easy, man.